Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Ding, 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 
It is rare that I go mouth guitar. Uh, did it in Darnell Dawkins' mouth guitar legend, but I don't do it after that. Really don't do it that much. In this case tonight, it is needed, Jabes. It is needed, Jabes. What? There's two levels of genius that happened um, that are so mind-altering, both in different ways, that I, I almost... I, I can't I can't believe one. The the first one I can believe, but I was like, man, I, I didn't think technology was was there yet. Like we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh the first is the is is the uh Boston Red Sox. As you know, they're playing your beloved Yankees last mm-hmm. weekend. Uh Brian Cashman, the GM for the Yankees, says, Hey man, I think their catcher has been stealing our like they're stealing our signals from the catcher. Like they know what's going uh. on. They they know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Turns out, uh, they were they were videotaping the Red Sox to try to figure out how they were doing it, how they were stealing all these signs. Not mm-hmm. only just with the Yankees, but with other teams. Couldn't quite figure it out. Sure, Apple watches. The fucking coaches were using Apple watches to steal signs. So you know how you could text and draw designs and fucking make them vibrate and do mm-hmm. all that other shit. Mm-hmm. They were giving their other players the signs through Apple Watches. Problem is, there's nothing in the Major League rule book for something like an Apple Watch. Uh, so what do, you, what do you do here? Yeah. What do you do in this situation? I think it's genius on the Red Sox part. And I, I think, you know, if you don't, if you get caught, you get caught, great. You get outed, maybe you're humiliated a little bit, and you move on with your life. But baseball has a history a long storied history of of trying to cheat uh dating back to the the 1900s with you remember snot balls uh oh yeah Rub yeah, a little yeah. snot on there mm-hmm. major league did a joke about it where they were yeah, like yeah, dude yeah. I'll, I'll put anything on the ball they put a curve on it um they used to put snot vaseline spit spitballs were eventually outlawed uh they were stealing signals there was uh, back back in the day. They were using uh, lasers and mirrors in the uh, in center field. Mm. They were using like little mirrors in center field to try to tip off pitches. Uh, runners on second base would try to tip off the batter mm-hmm. by giving them hand signals. Now you're going Apple Watches. Now you're starting to use technology for what it's for what it's really for. I don't quite understand how that is working though. Well, if you know what the pitch is going to be, say so you know it's a fastball. Mm-hmm. Great. I, I mean, that gives you a massive advantage. No, no, I know that. I'm saying, how does, how are they stealing it with Apple Watches? Just a quick buzz, just a little tap, tap, tappy, and then boom, it just buzzed in. Buzz once for a fastball, buzz twice for a curve. You're good to go. Okay. Good to go. Um, and to me, to me, it's unbelievably genius. Where it's like, yeah, because ah, I've always wondered what an Apple Watch is for. That. That apparently. Because I, I really that, don't, I don't, I don't see a need for one. Do you? No. Um, people are like, oh, you no. can text, or you can talk to them. I, I have yet to see any friends or family that I know who are, who are talking into their watch. And I've all that never other shit. seen someone use it in that way, other than a watch. Other than a watch, and to just like status symbol, like have the coolest looking one, yeah. on their wrist, yeah. But really, I yeah, crazy, yeah. Absolutely crazy. The second story is so mind-altering that if there wasn't a photo of this and there wasn't proof of it, I wouldn't believe it. Like, I I would be like, you're a fucking liar. 
Hmm. You're an absolute liar. Um, and we'll get to that because I am super excited about this. Oh, okay. Really excited about the story. But we got some sponsors who pay for this whole thing to be on the air, which is a miracle, Jabes. Huh? Yes. Uh, Every day is awesome. What, what's, the, what's the child song? Every day is awesome. Every day is awesome. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. I heard, uh, I pulled up on the way home tonight and uh, gorgeous day out, gorgeous night out. Windows were down. These little kids were singing. Everything was awesome. I figured you knew. No, I don't know the the children's song. Everything is awesome. Why don't you look it up uh, while I do the sponsors and uh, we'll get to the bottom of this, Jabes. We're going to solve some problems tonight. First and foremost, uh, sponsor wise, we got straightrazors.com. Uh, look, kids, if you if you've ever dreamed of having a fine shave, like like one of those old school Western shaves, you got to go to straightrazors.com. The straight razors are the business, the fucking business. Um, they've got the finest shaving kits in the land. I, I, look, I, I just reordered today um, some of their smolder aftershave. Uh, and that's not a lie. Swear to God. And I use my own promo code. So uh, Luke Webster and the boys, if you're listening out there, that was me. And I, yes, I'm using my own promo code on your products because I love them. It's it's revolution for 20% off on straightrazors.com. I got the Smolder aftershave and I bought some more cologne. Uh, the, the razors last for a long fucking time. Um, so if you, if you don't say, hey, I, I haven't reordered, that's why. They come with a fucking belt for you to, to, to make those things sharp again. It's pretty goddamn easy. So I haven't had to reorder a razor in a while. Um, but go to straightrazors.com, support the show. Um, they've got the finest products for men. They've got, uh, they've, they've even got mustache waxes, beard oils, um, shampoos, conditioners, you name it. Go to straightrazors.com, type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, throw a little strike force in your life. If you need some energy, you need to wake up, you need to get off the couch, you need to put your fucking dick out of your hand, uh, put a little strike force in your belly and go out and do something productive. Um, kick the can, kids. You don't need the can anymore. You don't need Kickstart. You don't need Red Bull. You don't need any of that garbage. Keister it. That's right. You heard it here first. Put it straight up your pooper and, uh, and go ride a bus somewhere because you don't need it. You don't need it anymore. Uh, go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION. You get 20% off. They ship everywhere in the entire world. They've got a subscription of the month club. And all of their 750 milliliter bottles now come in all flavors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code Revolution for 20% off. Last but not least, we get it night she cries while he rides his steed. The first ever romance novel for dudes, Jables. No. Oh, you're really on your game tonight. Mm. And I'm on mine as well. I'm halfway through the sequel of A Night She Cries right now. Uh, more than halfway, actually. Happy to report. Um, that's coming out next spring or next summer. So get this one before the next one comes out, or else you want to know what the fuck's going on. Um, it, it's If you want the funniest book ever written, you got to get this one. Uh, I know I know what you're thinking, Ross, but what about the Bible? <laughs> you can put the Bible down. It's not that funny. It's not that funny. Um, I've read the Bible. It's okay. Moderate humor to me. Uh, minor comedy. It's more in a Lena Dunham type of comedy where it's it's real because it's because it's it's raw. It's raw. It's vulnerable. And it's honest, you know. It's, you're living your truth. Yeah. 
Uh, so pick up a night she cries while he rides his steed on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Walmart.com. By the way, it's on iTunes too. Uh, so is the Audible. Go to Audible.com and iTunes. Like I, I didn't know I, fucking iTunes sold books. Hmm. You didn't. No, I don't think I did. Mm, okay. Weird, right? <laughs> yes. I saw it on there and like all the it reviews were like super high, and I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. The fuck long has this been on here? Since it, since the day it came out. Yep. At night she cries while he rides a steed. This is now the story that I am so excited to talk about that I'm bursting. The Everything is Awesome song? Uh, no. Uh, did, you find, did you find the answer to that? It's from the Lego movie, Everything oh, is Awesome. Oh, shit. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What the fuck, James? Everything is awesome. Didn't you? You saw that movie, right? When you're living a dream. No, we saw Batman. Oh, so Lego you, you Batman. haven't seen the other one? You haven't seen the other one? No. Oh, okay. No. All right. Uh, Everything is better when we stick together. It is. Some have said you and I are going to win forever. Man, that's nice. That's real nice. Powerful words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really powerful words. Let's party forever. Hey, before I get to this fucking story, (laughs) uh, you want to talk about powerful. That that fucking reviews for that mother movie with, with Jennifer Lawrence came out? Heard, yeah. Said it's the dope jam. Yeah. I haven't been excited to see a movie heard, in a while. Uh, I'm going to go see that in theaters. Yeah, I bet you are. Uh, look, it, it looks rad. Yeah. Uh, I was super amped on the trailer, and then all the reviews came out, and it had like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, shit. I guess it's like really hard to watch and disturbing, so. It looks disturbing from the fucking trailer. For sure. So For I, sure. Ooh. Yeah. Tickled my fancy. I yeah. I, I, it's, it's a strange date to put it out at, but. I saw... Um, your girlfriend and Michelle Pfeiffer mm. were at some, f- was it film festival? Something's happening where like a bunch of stars yeah. are there. Yeah, there's a bunch of film Promoting yeah. movies, whatever. Maybe Toronto? I don't know. Toronto? Toronto's a little early. Okay. It was something. And I felt Venice, a little, I felt a little film festival, tension I is going on now. Which between who? those two. Who? Michelle the- Pfeiffer and uh, your girlfriend. Well, look. You, you've been on top as long as Michelle Pfeiffer has, and mm-hmm. uh, all the praise has been heaped upon Jennifer Lawrence, and she's won an Oscar. Uh, it's a little, it's a little tough to back down from the crown. So she comes down, she sits at the panel, short, and she's like, Michelle Pfeiffer is like, I'm very, um, you know, attracted to dark directors, obviously, and Jennifer Lawrence is like, <laughs> me too. And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard. Well, she's dating the director. Right. And I Which felt that tension. And then I also, it's like, why does she need to say that? Like, you, that was a stupid thing to pipe up. You and know say. exactly why she needs to say that, Jesse. Why? You know exactly goddamn why Jennifer Lawrence needs to say that. She needs it. She not only needs to say it in panels, she needs to scream it out to the Holy Land. Why? Because she's getting crucified for uh, ruining the relationship of Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris. Well, she probably ruined it with that fucking shit. It's it's over. Here's the thing. This with is that all shit. all of this that is that shit a, of like what we're just best friends, and I'm just like calling him like I was. All of this is a ploy right now. This this whole I'm just Darren we're just Aronofsky, like Jennifer we were Lawrence just thing. best friends. It's like why can't I have like a friend that's yeah. a married no. man? Because no. you fucking can't. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Goddamn right. You cannot and again, kids, be best friends with a married man. Still going eight years on that over-under, by the way. Eight years. I'm sorry, eight months. Eight months on the over-under before J-Law and Chris Pratt's on together. Possibly, but that's going to make me not like her. 
ah, it, it's she's over it now. She's past it. Career wise, she's above it. Like as long as you keep putting out dope performances, don't set anybody on fire, uh, don't overdose on drugs, you're good to go now. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, um, which is it's crazy to say, but it's totally fucking true. Um, you know, all, all of the the top people uh, are weird as shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I got really weird, fucked up things going on. I think she's above it. I, I think, and I think she'll be above that criticism as well. If she puts out fucking hits, nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna fucking care about. Um, True. And, and this, because this whole thing with the, with the Aronofsky to stay on this tip for a second. Uh, di- by the way, she's she's supposedly dating Aaron Aronofsky, the uh, Darren Aronofsky, Why the director of. Supposedly, like they're full on saying. I think it's. I think it's a. Uh, it's it's all a facade. Okay. I think it's all of a. I think it comes really. It's really great timing, PR wise, when the court of public opinion has gone after Jennifer Lawrence for the Chris Pratt thing, and and, and Jennifer Lawrence herself has a movie coming out that she needs to be a hit because mm-hmm. um, that Passengers movie bombed. That that the two of them that were that Passengers in. movie wasn't Mother. Like Mother's supposed to be like. A fucking good movie and the, Passengers is right, a piece of garbage trash. Exactly. But here's so that's the, the difference. He, no, the difference is this. They spent $200 million more on Passengers than they did on Mother. So Mother, to be a hit, they only, they only need that to make $100 million, You're good to go. As long as they can push that past 100 congratulations. You had, you had a great, successful film with that one. Passengers, you needed to go 300 350 global and maybe it did overseas because overseas is picking up the slack for everything else right now and maybe maybe it did overseas but it didn't in america and in american eyes if you want to put her in another 200 million dollar franchise like hunger games or, or some shit like that you gotta have another hit and uh so mother's gotta be a fucking hit i think they're putting their eggs in this basket because i don't know the next movie she has coming out after this do you no uh, yeah so i i think with this i mean look she can still get any movie in town right now. But with this one, you know, if you have two back-to-back stinkers, something that stinks like this, mm-hmm. um, then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. What was the one with Bradley Cooper? Remember that one? Oh, the one that Serena, like, Serena? Yeah, like didn't see the light of day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're looking at a string of not-so-greats here in a row. But uh, look, if, if Mother hits it, She's good to go, but that, all that that PR machine—you've got to hype that the fuck up. Um, that's got to be through the roof. And I and originally I had said because just kind of seemed like pro ass. Michelle Pfeiffer wanted to like talk about the movie for mm. a second, and she like, you know, she got really, she got fucking Jennifer Lawrence like, yeah. and it was. It was annoying to see. Could be. You know who... Uh, it was annoying to see that she was trying to talk about the movie and Jennifer Lawrence wanted to talk about her relationship with the director. No, I know, but... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, just shut the fuck up. Like, we know. We see People Magazine. We see it. We know. We right, know. Right. We know. Can we have Michelle Pfeiffer, the pro, the fucking badass bitch of all time, have one one sentence be said? Oh, normal? gosh. You know, no, you, we you, can't. You know, what, you know what she did as well? Who? Michelle Pfeiffer. What do you mean? She fucked the director. She's married to the director. She's married to a director right now. Yeah. Same situation. I don't know. Same sitch. I don't know. I didn't see a panel where Michelle Pfeiffer was trying to make. You didn't see anything back then. Nothing. Exactly. But now you have to I get don't, everything I don't know if she would. out into the world. Now, back in the day, you, you like I don't to. know if she would. I don't know if she would have been like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's like, 
I don't I don't see her doing that. She's a pro ass bitch. I look, I, I didn't I don't remember So she fell in love with the director. Like, I'm cool with that with Jennifer Lawrence. Like, do it, girl. Like I, hey, I you look, guys got super close. But like you don't have to set like let's Sure. I look, I I, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what she was like in the past at all because back then you didn't have to do shit like this. You didn't have to do any panels, you didn't have to hype a movie, and everything wasn't de- depending on social media. Now it is. And it's tough. Like who is she married to? Who Michelle Fiverr? Mm-hmm. Oh come on, it's David E. Kelly. Okay. Like, what did they work together on? You know, that's a great question. That that, that one I'd have to look up. Um, I'd have to look up what what she did with David E. Kelly. Um, he's been around for a long, long time. Uh, he did it. You know what he did? The uh, the, the Reese Witherspoon show on HBO. Uh oh, big big yeah, little big little eyes. eyes. Um. But uh, yeah, it's a different fucking ball game now. Because um, look, you know, I don't remember any of Michelle Pfeiffer's press junkets that were required. What was the movie she did with Coolio? That was awesome. Dangerous um, Minds. Dangerous Minds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like you didn't really have to fight that hard in social media or try to make people like you in that regard or or whatever. And uh, different ball game these days. Yeah. Different fucking ball game these days. But what was this? I didn't even let you get to the second thing. What? The second genius thing? No, you didn't. You didn't. You went I'm, off on a tirade. I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. You you got real caught up in the gen, the world of Jennifer Lawrence there. I don't think they worked on anything. I'd have to look it up because w- you're not the one to trust in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, that keyboard needs to be in more capable hands. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of capable hands, this was the genius story I was trying to get to, Jabes. This is the one that is, that is so unbelievable. That if there wasn't a photographic evidence of it, I wouldn't believe it. Photographic Graphic evidence. Mm-hmm. I'm talking photography. I'm talking photographs, Jabes. I'm talking photographs all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy met a girl on Tinder. Okay. Okay. Brings her back home. Uh, she goes up to use his bathroom unleashes a hellacious log. I'm talking a fucking Lincoln log in the toilet. Happens. Happens. Sure. Happens. Couldn't flush it. Didn't know what to do. There was no plunger around. She reached her hand. No. Now she's on the second floor. She reached her hand Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. into the toilet and then tried to throw it, tried to get it out the window and then fell out the window and got stuck. How, so she, why was she, how'd she fall out the window? The poop didn't make it all the way down when she threw it. So it rolled down the window. So oh it was God, oh God, still oh God, oh God, on oh God, the oh window. She crawled oh. halfway out of the window to push the poop off the window. And her fucking legs came out from underneath her. She got stuck in here. The guy from Tinder took a picture of her stuck. Uh, the police department had to come and get her. And uh, why did they have to come get her? The, the, the fire department had to. She was on the second floor. Why did, couldn't she go back in the window? She couldn't go back in the window. I'm going to show you her body right now. Okay. Because okay. she went in through the top of the window. Now there's her legs at the top. Okay. Her body's down below. She has nowhere to go. Okay. And so he she's can't either. Help her? She's, well, she's either going out the window 
Or uh-huh, have you uh-huh, ever tried to pull uh-huh, somebody back uh-huh. through a window? Sure, sure. No. Have you ever no. been pulled through a window? Mm-mm. I've been pulled through a window. I lost my keys. Long story short, sure. buddy came out. Dude, doors locked. Blah blah blah. I went through the window. Stupid mistake. You, you you'll get cut up a thousand times, and it was just like, man, it was fucking dumb. Uh, home girl and boy was probably th- thinking the same thing. Also, this has got to be for part of the story. Uh, you know, like if I walked in on that one, yes, you want to get that photo, and the photo he got is fucking brilliant. Um, this is like the Ansel Adams of Tinder pictures mm-hmm. of like. This should be framed somewhere. There should be a fucking exhibit in downtown LA with lines wrapped around the block to see this photo. I don't even know that I would have put this out on the internet quite yet. I might have sold this at Sotheby's something. Mm-hmm. I might have I had a fucking silent auction for it um, because it's that great. Uh, but but this, this girl had no choice but to, to call out for them. Um, and then the temple fucking fire department had to come and get her um oh my gosh dude uh and the, and the guy who this this happened to um this is over in england oh god the guy who this happened to has now la- launched a gofundme page w- with this picture of this girl what's the gofundme for him <laughs> to pay for the window Oh my god. $350. (laughs) He wants people at home to pay for the window. This girl (laughs) crawled out of and eventually broke. The fire department came, they got her, but the window broke in the process. Right. Um, He set up a GoFundMe. In the first three hours, he received 300 of his 350 dollars that he wanted from GoFundMe. Wow. So uh, uh, it works. Dreams, dreams, dreams can come true if they happen, happen to you. you. Uh, um, when you're young at fart, um, um, oh gosh, that's just like a nightmare. I'm just thinking, like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Like, and the guy's comment, like, if you see the guy, he kind of like th- this is the guy. I'm gonna show it to you. Like a bearded, you know. No, he's nothing they were to fucking early... look at, you guys. Yeah, and neither of them are. Right. Um, there was it was a perfect little match there, and uh, like he's laughing about it. Um... How is she <laughs> feeling about it? <laughs> what do you think she's feeling about it? I'm not going to say her name, just simply no. for the fact of like, look, it's embarrassing enough. Uh, but but the inter- <laughs> the interview he gave to the news. It was even more spectacular. She climbed in headfirst after her own turd, reached deeper into the window, bagged it up and passed it out over the top and back into the toilet from whence it came. Like to even to speak like that is amazing. Um, Yeah. About it. Oh God. This is so fucking good. Avon fire and rescue department even put her picture up. And said, oh. "Yeah, on their on their Twitter. So if you want to go to at Avon Fire and Rescue, up? what they they put up was an eventful evening for Temple Fire Crews. Um, boy, Jesus, this is just. I mean, I honestly laughed for a thousand years today at this story. Like, I, I, I and if and if there wasn't these pictures and all of this 
You'd be like, I, you, I, you wouldn't even really be able to picture what's happening. You'd be like, what? So why? Yeah. 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 I, I, oh boy. Um, <laughs> I mean, is that the worst? Is that the worst dating story that you've ever literally heard? Literally, sound- have you heard a worse dating story than that? No, no, that's a nightmare. That sounds like literally like a personal nightmare. Yeah, I mean, whew. because girls aren't allowed to poop. No, that's number no. one. No, they're not. So number two. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. Right. It's like nailed it. You can't get into that kind of situation. Um, guys could. Yeah. Guys could get into that. Yeah, poop, look. Uh, 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 poop and be like, hey, sorry. Remember, and like, it'd still be fine. I remember Tucker Max's story, uh, a book called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, mm-hmm. um, which ironically I used his, his editor on this this new book that I just finished. Um, he, in, in, in I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, <coughs> shit the bed after a night out of drinking mm-hmm. and smeared it all over the girl. Yeah, like... Every guy I know has a fucking story like that. Yeah. And it's like, no bigs. Haha. <laughs> like, so uh, girls for sure cannot have those stories. No. No. It's, uh... So, um, <coughs> that one sounds awful. Yeah, terrible, right? Awful. Like a whole chain of events that, like, would be in a, like, really gross romantic comedy with, like, Ben Stiller. But it would be Ben Stiller. That was going through that, not right, the girl, right. not Jennifer Aniston or no, whatever. Of course, not. it would it would be him bumbling around in the bathroom, throwing his shit through the window, going through there, and it would be a real funny, hilarious. Jennifer scene. Aniston wouldn't be throwing shit out the window. That's they what I mean. They wouldn't it let would her be... pick up her own log and throw and huck it out the window. Right. Wouldn't let her do that. Right. So, um, so that's the thing. They might look. They might let Amy Schumer. Like I'm sure Amy Schumer would do it. Yeah, you know? she would totally do that whole and sequence. Like, hey, uh, hey. Uh, yeah. Gross. Right. Gross, and, um, and you wouldn't like it. No, I I don't like Amy Schumer. Let alone watching her pick up her own log out of the toilet. Right, that, that'd be a whole new <sighs> level of fucking discomfort for me. Um, by the way, we finished Ozark last night. Ooh, boy, Ozark on Netflix, so spoiler fucking good. No, there's no spoilers. I'm not gonna say what happened because uh, I want everybody to enjoy that the same way. Uh, um, okay. The only thing... Like, I so, want to say one thing, but I won't. Okay, couple couple things. It's a shame that it came out so late that it's not up for any Emmys, because I was like, oh, shit, the, the Emmys are coming up mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a few weeks. And um, I, I want, like, I would be really curious to see who would be nominated out of that, because that, that, little that girl, blonde girl I thought was really fucking would, good. She would be nominated, no fucking question. Jason Bateman for mm-hmm. Best Director, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who other, what other director directs every fucking episode? Mm-hmm. He directed all of he them. He would have to. By the way, he directed all 10 episodes, yeah. the entire season. Which is unheard of. It's usually it's like the first one or second yep. one, and they kind of let other people do the rest. Because it's too hard. He did every single show yeah it's too hard to direct that much to put it in perspective you know you're looking at 10 one-hour shows essentially so you're essentially looking at directing five movies back to back to back to back that's why you always see a different director usually on every other episode on like a tv show even a sitcom 
Like even a fucking whack a whack a twenty two minute sitcom. Oh yeah, usually different directors. Yeah, uh, for for that reason of it's really fucking hard. There's there's I think a lot even that goes with Stranger it. Things. It was like the Duffer Brothers, right? And then it's like yeah, it, it for flip-flops. two, and then it was like yeah, a, other random other people. I want to say like McGee did one, and and yeah. some other people for Stranger other Things. Other people, like yeah. in every show. So not, not only did one. Jason Bateman direct it, but he was the lead of the fucking show, and he was in every scene. Um. It was insane, but uh, one of the plot points, by the way, which I started looking up today because I was curious. I talked to a buddy of mine about this who had seen the show, Jared, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the the question of, of the poppy fields came up. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is in, in this Ozark show, yeah. uh, there's a poppy farmer yes. who, who grows opium. And mm-hmm. uh, I hadn't seen that. Like, I honestly... Had not seen and or heard about that in a long time. So much so, and like I, I'm, I'm not gonna throw a shameless plug back to the book, but for a night she cries while he rides a steed. There's a scene, there's a, a chap, a full two chapters in there where he, the lead character, grows opium. He grows poppy, mm-hmm. but he brings these Chinese pe- people back from China to mm-hmm. grow this opium for him in these fields to harvest it because he claims he didn't know like how to do it and it's an ancient form of whatever. And at the time, I was like, man, even for the that that book took place in the 1850s, I was like, all right, but that seems illegal then, which it was. They passed a law then in the 1850s, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, I haven't heard about this since like fucking 150 years. Have you? Uh, no, but I mean, that's where it comes from, so it has to be. Well, I, I just assume it came from other countries because it would be too hard to grow here and get away with. Because if look, that, that's used mm-hmm. to make heroin. I mean, you're a you're not growing marijuana plants, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not some hippie in fucking Ohio who they're ripping out ten plants in your I backyard. Mean, you do need poppies for everything, bagels. So yeah, but I mean, Poppy shit. Seed. So I I looked it up, and sure enough, there was a there was a fucking dude who got caught here last month. In North Carolina, growing five hundred million dollars worth of poppy seed plants, mm-hmm. um, and and I was like, Ugh, you know, I was going to scroll down through the article to find out his his ethnicity. Right, he was Chinese. No, yes, his name was Cody. I'm going to spell this last name because I can't say it. X I O N G, um, and and he was the one growing it, uh, and he was. Look, he was he was charged with two felonies: Ma- manufacturing a Schedule II drug and trafficking in opium. Okay, um, so you know, just growing poppies on their own, not illegal. You know what I mean? Whew. It has to be connected. <laughs> Boy, with uh, so I I just I thought it was a really interesting plot point, and I was like, man, I I haven't seen anybody do this. I think the idea behind it is is the Ozarks and like how. Yes, but like, but then it, it got me thinking. Like, is that a thing that I don't know about? Which growing poppy? Like, have you, you you haven't heard about it, right? That what people growing poppies here? Here, yeah, in the United States, I never hear about that shit. No, and unless I went digging for it because of this show, right? And the conversation with my buddy, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have put two and two together on this and been like, oh shit, yeah, they're definitely growing that over here. Like, to me, that's too big of a risk. Yeah. That's too big of a felony. Like that's fucking you're trafficking like heroin and shit at that point. Like Yeah. So I mean You hear about people growing weed all the time. 
in college, fuck, uh, in college, they used to do this crazy thing in the winters in Ohio. Can you just export the poppies by themselves? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But listen to this story. So in Ohio, in the wintertime, they would, the, the popo would take a helicopter across uh, all the, the houses and apartments. And if they saw like a, a spot on your roof where there wasn't snow, they knew that you had fucking lights in there and you were growing weed and shit, oh, burning through electricity. Shit, 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 and somebody, somebody at school got popped for it. And uh, apparently funny. they flew over their house and their house didn't have one in, like speck of snow on the roof. Because <laughs> they were using That's the entire awesome. second floor That's awesome. to grow weed. And they were all those, those lights are hot. Um, but uh, That's great. That type of shit. Sure. I, I, you hear about um, growing weed in California. Shit. Yeah, I'm not. A, I don't People have do my finger on the pulse of the heroin. Um, I don't either. The whole thing. I actually don't know. But growing poppies in America. I mean, fuck. I haven't heard that since the early 1800s. But you have to, right? For certain things. I would think you, it was all trafficked in overseas. I th- I, like, I thought everything what was about, trafficked again, in overseas. For muffins and... Boy, I, I I don't I don't know. Like that is, where do those seeds come from? Those are poppy seeds. They're poppy seeds. Opium so where, poppy fields full of I don't know. They're I, used for both, so there's legal ways to it's, grow poppy. You can grow poppy seeds. You can grow poppies. That's not the illegal part. The illegal part is the the connection with. Um, the production of heroin. So can you grow poppies and then like export just the poppies by themselves and then have someone else? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, no, I, I know what you're saying. Okay. I, I just, I don't know so that. I don't know the heroin business that well to know how to do all that shit. So that's why in the Ozarks, it was like, Hey man, I'm just growing poppies. Like that's why their heroin shit had to be so weird. You're kind of like, uh, why can't you just fucking sell to somebody? Like, why does it have to be in these books and these like weird um, ways of distribution? Because they had to keep the connection so, so far away from them. Because again, just growing poppies is not illegal. Huh. Growing the flower. Yeah. It's yeah, a beautiful yeah. orange flower. It again, is, I'm not going to say again what, what else you can use them for. I'm not going to say it again. Sure. Sure. I won't. Yeah. yeah I won't yeah. say Lemon poppy seed muffins and everything bagels. Okay. And then the flowers are gorgeous. So what, where does it become illegal? I guess is the, is the question that you have to, you know what I mean? Like at what part of the process they were obviously like doing the whole thing at their farm. I don't think that's common. You kind of have like different stages where people do different things. You're not going to do everything there, right? It's yeah. too close to... Yeah. Too close. Yeah, it is too close. But it is also the Ozarks, and that's the whole point of the show. I know. I it's know. It's very backwards, like like to the point where we can't even comprehend. I, c- I kind of want to go. We don't don't you think tourism is going to be up now from this show? Like, don't you want to go there now? I've never been there. I think so, but, it, you know, they don't make it look great. They don't make no, it look great. But, but even the tourist part of it doesn't look, nothing's nice. Yeah. I nothing's like 
a like nice place to stay or a nice place to eat. Like literally everything is if like this a broken boat. down yeah. boat house. But if you have a boat and, and can get house somewhere, like if you, you can like make a party fish, out of right? anything. It looks yeah. like if you like to fly fish, if you like to go out um, on your boat yeah. and like camp, essentially, you're stoked on those right. arcs. I th- if you I don't like any of those family things. Family vacay, we do it. We do it next time. Oh my time. God, what if we went to the Ozarks? And just did it. Family vacay. No. Packed up everything, went mm. to the Ozarks and just, you know. Sure. Stayed at the at the Blue Cat, you know? Oh God. The with, the, with all the other like dumbass like people that are like, oh, came for the mo- for the show. Yeah. Uh, we got some br- we got some breaking news into the show. Br- 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 breaking news. What we never have breaking news into the show, but we do now. We record these at nights, um, often late. Uh, the Ezekiel Elliott, the star running back for the Cowboys that you drafted in fantasy football. Fantasy football. The league had till today by four o'clock to make a decision, or he got to play in game one and wasn't suspended the six games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not make that decision in time. Ezekiel Elliott is eligible to play the opening game Ooh. on Sunday. Ooh. However, however, hmm. they are upholding the six-game suspension. So, he's going to play week one, but he's still going to be suspended six weeks. This makes things real interesting. Uh, because the NFL was the one who came down with his suspension. But... They were late, and there's still a possibility because he's suing. He's going. He's suing the NFL over this that he could still play all the fucking games. Um, and they didn't have the decision. How do you not have the decision in time? You like you know opening week when is when did you start working Sunday. on that? I know. Like when did you crack that folder open? The problem with the fucking NFL is this: the the, the presidents of the NFL, Roger Goodell, who's a real shitbird. Uh, this guy is in charge of also handing out all the suspensions and making the decisions, which is a fucking problem. You can't be judge and fucking jury of a league this big. Uh, Send it to some other court system. Hire some other fucking people. Whatever it is, there's got to be separation here between church and state and the NFL Um, because this guy wants to have his fucking cock and eat it too, Roger Goodell. And, and, And in a case like this, the the woman, you know, said she would wouldn't testify that you know she was mm-hmm. hit or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. I don't look, and I'm not picking sides here. I'm not choosing sides. I, I don't know what happened in this case. Uh, w- what I do know is this: they didn't have any evidence. So how they came to these conclusions, I don't know. How he got six six game suspension, I don't know. Ray Rice got zero. He got zero game suspension. For fucking knocking, clocking. knocking a woman out in an elevator, you got a zero game suspension. Uh, if, you, if you're keeping track at home, that's zero, zero, uh, zero. Um, so zero. No, nah, I think it, I think it might have been two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, if you're keeping track at home, that's zero. Yeah, I, I. It's just, oh boy, I, I can't believe it. I can't, I can't believe it. Uh, so now they, they've got a real fucking problem on their hands, the NFL, with this whole shit. This is going to drag on. He's suing. He's now, Ezekiel is not suing the NFL. He's going to play week one on the Sunday night game. Game of the week, Sunday night, 
Cowboys versus Giants. You know how fucking sexy that game is? That is in prime time. That is the 8.30 game on a Sunday night. Uh, everybody's going to be watching this fucking game. Did you do this for ratings is the other thing. Like, uh. since this is breaking news, I can't help but think, like, hey, man, you knew. You guys knew you had to give this decision at 4 o'clock today. You didn't. Is it simply because game one, the highest rated game, you know, arguably of the season, Cowboys versus Giants, you're like, eh, I think we're going to be a little late to the dance on this one. He can, he can play week one. We can just we can just let him play week one, and then the other weeks he doesn't he doesn't have to play. What? He doesn't have to play. It that's the conspiracy that mm. I think shitbird Roger Goodell. I think this this is why this happened. I think this is why this fucking happened. They're, they're gonna let him play the game of the the first game of the year. Let it be all fucking you know kitten dicks and kaleidoscopes. And then after that, it's like, oh, you can do serve the other six. And then whatever will happen in this lawsuit, it'll probably get knocked down to three, maybe two games. Uh, but for the first game, when they really needed them the most, because the ratings were down last year in the NFL, it, they, they, they're magically late on a suspension. Hmm. Strange, we're isn't it? so busy. Kooky. So now you're going to be able to start uh, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen on Sunday, mm-hmm. and you're going to steamroll who that that guy would. I bet that whoever you're playing, I haven't looked at your thing, but I bet you that guy is uh, right now is throwing Delaney? his own poop. I bet he's throwing his own poop out the like fucking t- window like right an now. Orangutan. Yeah. I bet he's throwing his own poop out the window. Ezekiel's going to fucking play on Sunday. Son of a bitch. Poop trains. It's all about ratings, Jabes. Uh, poop trains. No one gives a baker's fuck. Well, there it is. It's all about the ratings. Yeah, but that's always. Uh, uh, yeah. That's with but, but for the NFL, because this... And I don't know, like, look, it's fucking, I don't know, 9.45 right now. To break this story this late at night. That's also another thing. Yeah. Because if you're trying to bury, by the way, like press-wise, you know, having a publicist all these years, if you're trying to bury a fucking news story, they either want to put it out super late at night or on a Friday. Friday afternoon, so you go into the weekend, everybody else is getting drunk, doesn't give a shit about life, and you kind of forget about things. Sure. Um, Try to bury it in 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 the news cycle. But... You know, I can tell you this is going to be the rage of the morning tomorrow uh, is this. And then, you know, the NFL is probably hoping it will go away because Brady's playing the the Thursday night game against the Chiefs, which I, is it the Chiefs or the chefs? Uh, I, I believe I don't believe you pronounce the I. It could be the chefs. I think it's the chefs. The chefs. Chefs. And they come out in their chef's hats yeah. and the knives and stuff. Yeah. Um, which that game to me is not all that exciting. Uh, I, I don't know. I like no. I don't want to see anyone play. It's the you. Chiefs. It's usually. <laughs> it's usually last year's Super Bowl team. So it's usually like Patriots. You know, it should have been Patriots Falcons. Right. Instead, they put Patriots Falcons on like Week Seven. I don't know why they didn't do that opening game because you know the ratings for that'll be fine, but they're not going to be anywhere near the goddamn Giants Cowboys game. Right. Um, even without Ezekiel Elliott, everybody be watching that fucking game now with with him in there. Whoo! We got a we got a big weekend of football. Uh, James and I will be at the Ohio State University um, yes. at the Ohio State Oklahoma game uh, again. Just, I feel like we're traveling with game day, just going to the best college football games in the nation. Yeah, we're like partially living out your dream on just accident. For two I know. weekends. I know. <laughs> I know. Curve hurt. I had Kirk Curve Street just does it right. 
Yeah, and then you could you could go to the Salt Lake City game. No. Is that, is nope. that a thing? Nope. 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 Okay. Um, Nothing happens in Salt Lake City. Except for escaping from polygamy. Yeah. I love that it's show, you guys. That's the truth. Escaping polygamy. Can I just uh, circle back really quick? They have a minor league stadium there, and that's about it. Cool. Yeah. The only time uh-huh. that Michelle Pfeiffer. F- oh, Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer. Sure. The best. Yeah. The best in the biz. Yeah, you bet. Um, and her, whose band, um, David E. Kelly, worked together even slightly, cl- the closest they ever came sure. is he wrote, a, he adapted a screenplay uh-huh. from a play called To Jillian on her 37th birthday. And Michelle Pfeiffer played um, the mom for like a little bit in that movie. Ah, wait, and he adapted the screenplay, but what year, literally what, had nothing what to do. It? Um, it was 96. Oh, interesting. How long have they been married, James? Since 93. <laughs> oh, what? That means the project was probably in development before then. And now that the student becomes the teacher. What are you talking about? Um, that's, that's probably when he started adapting it. If it's a book, that, that means you get the book, you got to adapt it. David E. Kelly, by the way. Yeah, but then he had know, nothing. It's not like he directed it or did anything with it after that. It doesn't matter. He, he, like, he's the writer. So, like, pimpy writers, man, I, I, I have a buddy of mine who's a very pimpy writer. Uh, pimpy writers get the ladies. David E. Kelly is one of the finest writers we have. Um, I mean, that, that dude's been churning out hits for years. Right. So, uh, that, that timeline matches up. What do you mean the student becomes the teacher? I'm just like, we're just well, talking. No, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the student now. No, I'm the teacher now, Jays. I'm the teacher, Jabes. I'm the teacher. Okay. Uh, David e. Kelly, by the way, is pimpy. G- good looking dude. Um, yeah, he is. Good looking dude. He's been a fucking awesome writer for a long time, too, by the way. Uh, and the reason, the reason I point that out, not a lot of pimpy writers out there. Very few of us. I don't know Very. Any few of us i don't know any um and i i like i like david e kelly he does shit right i mean he really does shit right I, I, fuck he built his own studio in manhattan beach which to to be honest with you because after he blew up and he blew up big um i i read for him for a show called boston public you remember that show mm-hmm. i liked it for the pilot yeah the very first show uh it was to play the running back mm-hmm. um and he, fun fact it was down to two of us and my buddy, who plays the, he, he plays my best friend in The New Guy, mm-hmm. he got it. And I didn't know. And we went to, shoot, we went to go shoot The New Guy. And uh, everybody kind of sits around and you're talking about like, what you've done. Like, oh, what are you working on? What are you working on? And like, it was my first movie. So like, I wasn't working on shit. And I'm just kind of listening to people's stories. And the, the guy who was playing my, my best friend, The New Guy, was just like, yeah, man. He goes, I just finished this pilot, man. It was fucking awesome. Like, the writing was incredible. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, what is it? And he goes, Boston Public. And I was like, oh, fuck. Dude, it was, I remember you. You were in the fucking guy. I was like, you got that? And he goes, yeah, I got that, man. He was like, man, this was good. Hmm. Um, David E. Kelly. Yeah. David E. Kelly. And the fact that I was like, dude, if you get to shoot in Manhattan Beach Studios every day, for, for those of you who don't know, Manhattan Beach, it's, it's, the gorge, it's a gorgeous like area. That would be the area if you're, if you're young and hip and you want to live by the beach, you know, um, Back before it was trendy, like Venice, uh, like Manhattan Beach has always been tried and true, awesome, and it was awesome. 
And like he just wanted to live by the beach. So he's like, great, let's just build a fucking studio down here. Let's forget that it's an hour away from Hollywood in traffic. So whenever you had to audition down there, to go down to David E. Kelly's studio, you had to tell your friends goodbye. And you weren't seeing them for two days. Right. Because to get through traffic down and out of there, forget it. Uh, and that fucking dude did it. And um, then, he, then he married Michelle Pfeiffer on top of it. Yeah. So he's like winning. Rad. Uh, my jam was Boston Legal. I know. He did Boston Legal I as well. I fucking got down with Boston Legal. Shatner won fucking. Shatner and. Emmys out of that thing. Um, who's the guy? Spader. Spader. So good. Spader's so good. Um, and the fact that all these years later, David E. Kelly comes back with, you know, because he adapted that book too, right? That was a book for the Reese Witherspoon show, that Big Little Lies. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he came back and it's still rad. I mean, shit, I read for Boston Public, uh, God, 17 years ago. He's, a long time. He's also know. had like a lot of canceled shows. Yeah. So like canceled after two episodes, canceled after five. Like, you know why? Cancel it after two. So the fact that he can like keep it going yeah. and come back. Why? Uh, when you have that many hits, it's called a put pilot deal. Mm-hmm. So when you're as famous as David E. Kelly and you sell a show, they want you so bad that they're, they'll give you six episodes. They'll be like, great. Oh, he's did, he did Goliath. Did he really? Yeah. Fuck. Renewed for a second season. It yeah. says, yeah. Big so Lies, w- when you do, uh, when, you, when you're as big as him, as a network executive, you trust his instincts that much that you're buying it immediately kind of like Shonda Rhimes and Mm, you're going to give it and then you're just going to give it a chance yeah you're going to give it six or twelve and the reason that's beneficial to get for David E. Kelly is you get paid for all of those shows so if they pick it up for six or twelve no matter if they cancel it after one or two the ratings are shitty and they have to cancel it as a writer and a creator and a director like David E. Kelly you get paid for all of those shows so therefore somebody like David E. Kelly be like ah fuck it let's let's do this show let's take a flyer they're gonna pay me anyways so let's figure it out but to keep after it all these years that's that's the hard part yeah because i might know a handful of writers who are great after like 10 years um and this has always been a fear of mine walking into i don't know if we've ever talked about this but i i've i've sat down with some of my friends who i i thought were great writers and asked them what the trick was and and they all said the same thing just stay on top of current events as much as you possibly can so that way your writing seems relevant and you seem relevant in your writing um and it's the people who are writing shit and i'm i didn't i didn't really understand that until gradually you know you go through the years uh you start reading scripts that your friends wrote or that people you you used to admire wrote and they're not the same anymore and you're like fuck what happened and they just get out of touch with Mm -hmm. whatever it was you know being a parent being rich uh, those two were the two biggest factors I saw in people's writing and their work ethic. Um, right. Because what happens is, is you, you get rich and then you don't want to be great anymore. Yeah. Like you're like, ah, great. I, I've got enough money because you struggle, struggle, struggle. And then you get, you get money and you're like, all right, fuck. I, I don't want to work as hard anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what I love is Michelle Pfeiffer. So she quit to do to be a mom. Was that what it was? Yeah, two kids. She raised her kids. She it's came, great. She came back with fucking that Bernie Madoff movie and Mother. Like, that's how you fucking. That's yeah. how you do it. Well, she's dude. always look. She's always she been looks fucking great. She always great. has been good. Yeah. And like, I just I don't know. I just fucking admire her. I think she's always been fucking awesome. And like, 
seemed normal weirdly like no matter you know what i mean like so much so that she gets married she has two kids she takes time off to be just a normal fucking mom yeah they're grown up they're you know yeah yeah, yeah. out so they're so she's like all right i'm gonna go back to it and just comes right back onto the scene just like fucking yeah good ass awesome shit like that's a dream i've only seen them out at one function and they seem completely fucking normal yeah. Like they weren't doing coke in the bathroom or fucking just any like of that really bullshit. Talented. I mean, he's just, just churning like shit out. Talk about uh, he's Doogie Howser. Talking about yeah, Ali McBeal. You, he's one of the best. Talking about yeah. Boston Public, Boston Legal. He's one of the best. I told you. I mean, uh, crazy. He's great. Crazy. I mean, he's been great for a very long time, and it's his track record is unbelievable. And again, to build a fucking studio, to have your own studio, to shoot your shit at where you want. Like, I don't even know how much that real estate costs down there. Like, yeah. I mean, well, back in the day when he built it, <laughs> to him, there was nothing there. It's but no big. I know. Dude. I know. But to be that great. To be that great, to be that rich, to be that talented, and to be that seemingly normal, again, I don't know. There's probably, there could be a bag of hair in his closet. But to be that, like, fucking, I don't know. Like, it's, it's crazy. The other one. It's weirdly inspiring. So yeah. that's why that pissed me off. Yeah. She's just the fucking coolest. Like, yeah. don't be fucking interrupting Miss Pfeiffer. <laughs> if you nasty, you if, know? If you nasty. Um, there's, by the way, there's a, there's a couple other writers I'll shout out that I think are brilliant that are working right now. Uh, uh, David Benioff, um, who's doing Game of Thrones. Um, well, yeah, man. He's married to Amanda Pete. Okay. Uh, She's cool. Yeah, she she seems like she's she's had a couple weird offhanded remarks about shit, which was just like, yeah, like what? I, I want to say she was the one that was talking about vaccinations, but don't hold me to that. It might have what been something else. What was she saying about it though? I I, I, I don't want to get into the whole anti. No, no, no. I'm just saying fucking, what was what side was she on? I, I think she was the she the was don't the, do yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think she was that side. Um, and I don't, by the way, I don't know the answer to that one, but like, no, we that won't one is go such into a, that we're one. not. And, but I'll tell you why we're not going to go into that. It, if it's your own child and you have your own shit, like that is your own decision and everybody has their own beliefs in that shit. Um, in Los Angeles, a lot, a lot of people did not believe in vaccinations. Um, so fuck it's, it is not a popular thing to tell people in the world what they should and should not do for their children. Uh, I remember when Jenny McCarthy did it mm-hmm. and then went back on it, you know, years later and it was just like, she got crucified for it. And it's just like, eh, let's not tell parents what they, they should and should not do to their fucking children. Like, uh, we have our own opinions on that, obviously, but, uh, yeah. So Dave, look, David Benioff's one of my favorite writers and then Scott Rosenberg is another one of my favorite writers. Mm. Um, and those guys have been great for 20 plus years. Um, they've been really fucking doing it. So, uh, but that, that's the only handful of TV slash film writers who've been doing it for that long. So he's also an attorney. Who? Uh, David E. Kelly. Yeah, man, it makes sense. Right? Makes sense. Isn't that crazy? Well, I mean, God, look. how could you be so fucking smart? That's you like write, insane. You write what you know, and like a lot of his shows were legal shows. I mean. Right, but you still have to write. Yes. You <laughs> like do. you still have to do a total a completely so maybe you're both the consultant and the writer but you still have uh, to write man, it. Writing's a bitch, man. People don't 
really fully understand. Like it is the a fact that you're like bitch. a straight up attorney lawyer to, 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 slash to be, successful to writer. To be a great writer, you've got to want it every single day because m- motivation is all self at that point, and it's it's brutal. I there was a there was an athlete story I read today who was just like man, or they were asking somebody about Floyd Mayweather. Um, you know, he retired at fifty and zero, perfect record, greatest record in boxing history and they were like do you think you'll there will be another floyd mayweather and uh this guy said no this guy said no and he goes uh I, I he goes i also don't think there'd be another usain bolt you know usain bolt just retired um you know a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh and he goes i don't think we're, we're gonna witness someone that great in each of those sports for maybe two or three decades and the reason being is you get that much money and you come from a hard background, you just don't want it bad enough. And to stay on top like that for that long requires too much work and effort. And along the way to never stumble like those guys seemingly didn't in their careers is just too tough. And and I remember reading it and I was kind of sad when I read it. I was like, shit. Um, But then I started thinking about it and I was like, fuck, maybe they're right. Like, you get that, like Floyd Mayweather, as much as I hate him, um, as much as I dislike him as a person, he's 50 and 0. He, he retired with the greatest record in the history of boxing. The only undefeated fighter, you know, past, besides Rocky Marciano. And he's had a gajillion dollars for a long time. Mm-hmm. A long, long time. Like, if there's anybody who could have been complacent and just said, fuck it years ago, it's that guy. Uh, and then to to live out his whole moniker of fucking Floyd Money Mayweather for his entire fucking career and stay perfect at 50 and 0 is fucking hard. And, yeah. and again, even though I don't like him, I respect it. And and I don't I don't think I don't know if in my lifetime we're going to see somebody beat that. Uh, Rocky Marciano was what fucking 50, 60 years ago. I'm I'm not going to be around 50, 60 more fucking years to see that shit. Right. Uh, the records that Usain Bolt set with that nine five eight and the hundred like i mean no one's even close to that i don't even know how you get to that um without you know some type of drugs or something else exactly and he wasn't he wasn't on drugs right just a normal fucking dude who could who was amazing but uh yeah he even he was like man i don't know also i was thinking too like people like bo jackson yeah like nobody like plays baseball and then goes and plays football like not that great remember that not shit? at that level yeah he was he's the great like, like to, to like me that kind of shit like i'll never see someone like that no. like i'll never see someone just be like oh yeah i, I play football and then i also nope. like go and play for no no and, and to be great at both i mean he was an all-star in baseball yeah he was a fucking mvp in football like to be that great in both like i don't think we'll ever see shit like that no. um but then again i fuck i, I don't think he was did Sanders do that training too? Deion Sanders did it. And look, Deion is one of my favorite football players. He played for the Falcons and he played for the Braves. And he played for both at the same time, was which is how he was really able to do it. Good at he was one and not so good at the other? He was okay at baseball. Um, he was, he, look, he was really good. He would still be starting for most any team today. But you wouldn't say, man, he's Bo Jackson. I'd pay grades. a bunch of yeah, yeah, money like, for him. He's exciting to watch because he was fast. So he could steal bases. He could get hits, but he wasn't crushing home runs. Um, but he was he was good, man. Dion was fucking good. 
Uh, but he wasn't great like Bo Jackson, which was just right. like shit. But then after watching that Bo Jackson for 30 for 30, I was like, fuck, man. Bo Jackson never even worked out. It was effortless for that dude. Yeah. Like, That's what it's I mean. crazy. Dion like worked that, out. He lived, he lived in a buddy of mine's neighborhood growing up, and he, he had a batting cage in his backyard. Um, I mean, he was always... He worked for it. Yes. He was always working right, or right. working out, working yeah, on it. Yeah, people where it's and, just uh, like effort, like where you, they just have it. Yeah. Like God-given shit like I think, that. I think to, uh, to a certain extent, I think writing is like that. I don't know how you teach shit like that. I think stand-up is, is a lot like that where you can either be great and it's either given or not. Like you can't take a fucking course for something like that. Um, no, but you can work on it and you can put in the hours and the miles and you'll be like to be good in enough, the yeah. fucking yeah. But, crew and you'll have a special and you'll have a thing because but to you, be to be good enough, but not great. Not great. Um, same with but artists. It's one of those things that you can like you same put with in artists, the doctors, to fucking doctors, man, like heart surgeons. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you get to be that great. Everybody's look got the same cadavers and things that are popping. Why are some people better, greater than others in that field? Um, yeah. I don't know. Look, there's a bunch of professions like that where you're like, fuck, man. But that's a whole nother show of like things that people are meant to do, but they don't necessarily do that. They do something else. And then there's things, you know, like if everyone did the thing that they were supposed to do, it would be, it would be a totally different world. Do you think people know? Do they know what? I don't think they know. I think people have an, have an idea of what they think they can do, but they really can't do it. Yeah. If you, if you did the thing, like the thing is this, like pe- things that come super easy to people, like sometimes they don't want to do that. It's like, all right, it's just, it's not challenging. It's not what you, you know, in your mind you thought you wanted to do. If everyone did the thing that came most naturally right. and was what they were supposed to do as far as their skill set and how they all, all of that, it would be a completely different world. But would people be like complacent in that? Like even Bo Jackson was like, eh. like he just was fucking good. at it. Nothing was like a challenge to him. Right. Like he wasn't fucking stoked on any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to do like other shit. He's now like what making bow and arrows and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like he was making bow and arrows. He wasn't. He didn't. It was boring to him to do the thing that was amazing to us because we can't do that. And so, well, I think he missed that, it after he got injured. He missed it, and then he was like, "Ah, oh, shit." Maybe, but again, at the time, he wasn't like, "Oh, fuck yeah, dude!" You know, like this is what I do. If it, any interview, anything, he's It'd be just awesome like, to have him on and ask him that question. Yeah, but that's kind of, I think that's sort of what, yeah, it would be, but that's sort of what he has been kind of answering in the interviews. It's just sort of like, yeah, I just thought I could, that's just what I did, man. Like, yeah, I could just do it. Like, I could just play. Just do it. You could just do it. Exactly. That's where it came from. So. Bo Jackson. Again, I think that's a whole nother show or a bigger topic as far as like, you know, do as humans do we need to challenge ourselves therefore we're gonna like not necessarily do the thing that we're absolutely supposed to do which is gonna come the easiest to us do you do you ever see people or did you grow up with people who aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing um yeah i meet people like that all the time so you you've seen and or met people with a special gift that that just haven't been using it or didn't try um because it was too hard or they just didn't want to do it 
Yeah, I mean, I've definitely grown up with people that have a skill that they just it can't it comes so easily to them that they don't have the drive to to make it happen. Really? What what profession? Just out of curiosity. Well, I mean, he doesn't listen, but like, yeah, like my brother, for example. Uh, which one? People, Ben. Okay. Like people like that. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. To where it's like something you're just so you're so good at it. It comes so easy yeah. that you're just like, meh. You're right. What? Yeah, he's a great. And chef. people that like want they they don't they can't do it that well. And then I have a friend out here, some a friend's boyfriend that wants to be a chef. Not great. But just like reads all the books and works like his ass off. works his ass yeah. off to do it and works in everything and wants to learn everything about it. Yeah. Not that great. Yeah. And then my brother that just like can throw something together that's like amazing is just like, yeah, it's what I can do. And he wants to do other things. He's like trying to shape safe surfboards and like photography and like needs to challenge himself in all these other ways. Because like, do you know what I mean? That like he's a different type of person, sure. but I think it happens all the time. To where, like, it, what would come the easiest to you? Is it writing? I don't know. It's uh, something that you want to do, so you work really hard for it. And maybe work ethic and stuff and, and how you grow up is part of it. But, like, think about something like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm amazing I, well, I, at doing never, hair, but, like, I've always just done it, right? I was never challenged, though, at doing anything. My parents just encouraged me to do something good in life or great in life, but not... They never physically challenged me. Just, you know, hey, good good grades, and that was it. Um, with you and with hair, like, when did you stop along the way? Stop along the way of what? Like, not pursuing what the thing that you thought you were best at. It was just something that I could just do. And so you, so I thought that's what I should do. Because it's just something that I've always been good at. So there was no, no dream to, like, own your own salon or, or anything else like that? It's one of those things that, no, my dreams were in like acting and, you know, that kind of uh, performing arts and all of that. That's where my dreams were. That's very challenging. So do you think you're wasting your talent now? Um, on what I'm doing right now? Yeah. No, I think that I'm doing what I wanted to do now. Okay. But it got convoluted by being like, well, this is something that I can do, right? Right. Like, I've always been able to do it, right? It's one of those things that, like, I'm the person when I'm, like, really young, coloring people in, in the neighborhood's hair and cutting people's hair and, like, you know, just that person. Sure. It's not, like, a great thing to aspire to, but it's just something that I could do. So you're like, all right, well, this is what I can do. Like, that's something that'll just come super easy to me. I won't have to work that hard at, like figuring out how to do that right right um but now i feel like not like not doing that anymore and trying to do something else it's very challenging but it makes me want to work for it because it's not something that comes easy okay so i think that's why there's a lot of people you know with these passions for things and they're working really hard for stuff because it's not it's not something that's just ingrained it's something what we want to do and what we're really good at, I think a lot of times are different. With some people, it's the same thing. It's with some people, what they really want to do and what they're really good at are the same. But for a lot of people, it's a conflicting thing. Right. Yeah, I, uh, it's a tricky one for me. I, I haven't met too many people in life. This is going to sound crazy. 
that are misusing a gift or not using like I have met the other type of people though that everybody who thinks they have a special skill in something and they really didn't and you're like you see them crash and burn like but that's what I'm saying that's the conflict between what they want to do they really want that yeah, to yeah, be yeah, their skill yeah, right yeah. and what they can do yeah which is like you know should you be an electrician probably is it the sexy job no no do you know what I mean yeah. Um, would you be really, really good at like detail oriented, like, you know, certain people like detail oriented work of like putting together like electronics or whatever, something like that. Yes. Is that like the sexy job that you're trying to do? No. Yeah. It's uh, like looking back on it, friends from high school, college, um, I can always say possibly one like, like didn't use, use all of his talents. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you know, and I, again, the hindsight is time on this one because it, it's, uh, I've got, I know what they do and mm-hmm. you can't change it now. Like, you know, this late in your in life, no. um, uh, it's really hard to start over with, with something brand new. Yeah. Uh, oh, like my mom, I think my mom is doing what she should be doing and what she has a talent for right now, but she did it very late in life. Yeah, it, look, it, so she not saying it's not possible, but you've got to it, it. It'll take a toll on your family if you're going to try to for switch. sure. But she, you know, like was doing things that came easy to her and it wasn't fulfilled. You know what I mean? Like she's right. a really smart person. She was like a veterinarian. She was, you know, doing things that in with her bachelor of science, like just came really easy to right. her. And it wasn't making her happy. And I think you'll find that with a lot of people. But you, a lot of people won't like totally change their career and go to college for something else late in life. But, you know, I don't know. Like I said, it's a bigger show, a bigger conversation. But I think a lot of people, if they think about it, and, you, you know, if you called people, you know, or you talk to them or whatever, drinking bros or our fans or whatever, um, listeners or whatever, they would probably, you know, they'll be, there would be things they want to do and things that they're really good at. Yeah. You know, and there may, and probably nine times out of 10, there'll be conflicting things. Like, yes, I am a, let's say lawyer. Yeah. It's a hard, what do I want? What would I really want to do? And why do you, why are you not doing that? You know, it's a really hard conversation to have because you get to a point where you're doing what you need to do for your family or your, you know, or yourself. Yes. And then something is suffering or you're doing what you love. Like, um, I I would, I I would say I'm, I'm doing what I love. My problem, my biggest problem is there is so much more I want to do because I feel that time is short. I feel that life is short and I don't know if I'll get to do all of those things on the checklist that I wanted to do. But I mean, I'm, I'm doing everything I said I was going to from fucking, you know, yeah, whatever age. But I, I still feel there's not enough time, even though I've done so much shit where people would be like, dude, I don't understand why you're, you're not satisfied with this or that or whatever. It's like, man, I, there's still like, oh, man, I could do this one more thing or this other thing and this other thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe that, that's that part keeps of the sickness too, I guess. Well, that keeps you moving forward for sure. Yeah, or, or it's 
it's part of the sickness, James, part of the sickness. But the way that you reconcile or the way that I reconciled, like, let's say doing hair when it wasn't like my passion or whatever, is that like you find things that are important in your life. And then that job is just facilitating that. So your job, you know, like right. you find you want money to do this and this, or you want a job that's flexible so that you can hang out with your friends or your family or, you know, do other hobbies or whatever. So you find, you know, you reconcile doing something that isn't your passion by allowing it to just facilitate things that are important to you. Yeah, so that's how I reconciled like doing hair when it wasn't like my dream, which I don't actually think everybody needs to be like doing what their dream is. Just make sure that you have things in your life that you that are important to you and your job can make those things possible. I think this would be a really fascinating show if we called people and ask them one time. Like if we just dedicated a whole show to this. Yeah. And, and see how many them, people are like, I'm doing exactly, exactly what, what I want to do. Or. Or why I'm, they're not doing the thing that they're supposed right. to. I think that would be a super fascinating show. Yeah. Because um, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, so I'm, I I'm always fascinated that by that. Post I post out for sure. Of I, like, I will. I will. We're going out of town for a couple of weeks, but mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I 100% will. Because th this one would be really interesting. And I could, I could really dive into this one. Like, this is this is a great topic where it's like holy shit because I think that's I think that's everybody's constant struggle that and money, um you know like the that two or constant also feeling struggles. like you have to be following your dreams, like that really makes people depressed. Like don't fucking worry about that. Like that's what I'm saying. Like as far as finding things in your life that are important and like you know it's okay if you're not like. Right? Yeah. Don't no. quit everything. Don't throw everything away to like follow your dreams. It's okay. Like your dream can be like being with someone that you love or being able to, you know, go on vacations or wh whatever it is, you know? Right. Or just like have having fucking beer with friends like after work, whatever it is, like you're good. Yeah. <laughs> don't like worry, ab you know? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It doesn't have to be like a depressing thing. It's this thing where like we're all, we're all just fucking, we're all just trying to have a beer with friends. Yeah. Yeah, That's we it. are. Uh, let's, uh, let's save that for another show. Let's call it, let's do a call-in show for that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's get to the revolutionary figure of the day, shall we? Cool. Tonight's revolutionary figure of the day uh, was actually, she won a beauty pageant. She won the Miss Orange County beauty pageant 1978 and she participated in miss california the same year finishing sixth sixth in miss california and this is going to be crazy because following those pageants she acquired an acting agent and went on to become michelle pfeiffer <laughs> yes uh that's my b dude was fucking sixth sixth place in miss california are you kidding me uh, oh man, that's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. Gosh, she's fucking gorgeous. Scarface, man. Scarface, she was the ultimate jam. Oh. Like, boy. I mean, you're going those back. Those musical numbers, dancing sequences in, those, in that movie. In like, uh, Scarface? Oh, she's great. Uh, 
so you're, good. You're laughing, but she her, her first role was in Grease too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was a great singer and dancer. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, but Scarface, man, fuck, fuck. She did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great career. That's cool. I didn't know that about her being a mom and shit. Look at all that. Look yeah. at all that, James. Come back with a vengeance, being like a hotter, a hot old la- older lady. Sorry, old lady. Oof. A hot older lady. Yeah. It's coming back and just like only doing cool shit because she's rich as fuck and she doesn't give a shit. I know. And I love it. I know. But but uh, again, I don't want to harp on it, but you got to be rich as fuck to not be able to give a shit. You know? You really we're do. just over it. Like, she did it. She did a bunch we're, of we're shit. We're over what it like Shia LaBeouf's care? outfits. We're just over it, you know? Yeah. Um, this was a fun, interesting, weird show. Did not know it was going to take a turn like that. Started off with throwing shit out the window and then ended up <laughs> like, <laughs> a serious conversation about life. That's what you get yeah. on the Ross Patterson Revolution. It's a grab bag. For Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. the Jables, I am Ross Patterson. This is the Revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.